Sue's back. All in the Alfred. And a shot at a goal. 54 runs in the span of the Shut out. Dumbino. Hit to a home run. Go Jack. That's way back. Put some extra relish on my hot dog. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo-choo, it's time for All Andy Alfred. Hi, everybody. This is Andy Alfred, the host of the podcast, All Andy Alfred. And tonight's show is a special live edition of All Andy Alfred, as we do our show on Facebook Live this evening. So tonight's show is unedited, unrehearsed, and full of content. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. A huge win for the walleye tonight. As the Fish take down Indy in Game 1 of the Kelly Cup Divisional Semifinals at the Huntington Center tonight in front of a great crowd of 8,033 in attendance at the Bank Tank tonight. It was a great crowd tonight at the Huntington Center as we are in the post-game show tonight. The post-game edition of All Andy Alford right here on the Spotify network as well as simulcast on Facebook Live. We're going to be on the air with you guys for about an hour tonight to recap what we witnessed, what I witnessed, and my take on this game tonight, as well as hear some reactions from you, the fans that were at the Huntington Center tonight for the game. So stick with us here, as it was a huge crowd in attendance tonight at the Huntington Center. At the Huntington Center tonight, as the fish. Getting a huge win, a huge win, a huge win in front of this big crowd and setting the tone for this series, I think, in my opinion. Uh, it's going to be a very physical series, I think. Um, I think this is going to be, and this is, for me, I, I don't like making predictions too much. I have Toledo winning this series in six games, uh, but tonight was something different. We saw a brand new walleye team basically with seven new players. We 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 can push away all the the controversy now that the playoff roster has given us with no Mitchell Hurd, no Lowney, no no McDonald, nothing. We can all pass that aside and now this team looks to me like a whole new hockey team that is absolutely ready for this deep run. I think this team, and I'm going to say this, this team looks absolutely firing on all cylinders. You know, there is there is a little bit of me that's still a little weary on these new players coming in, but it kind of looks to me that this team, this team, to me, honest to God, looks like a team that could do it. This team could do it. We've got the veteran leadership that you've got in there. You've got you got Hawkins is doing very well. You've got uh, Barton who just came back from Grand Rapids, immediate impact. Bliss, all these new guys that are in this lineup coming back into the game, back with the fish tonight, and absolutely hitting it on all cylinders. This team looks legit, and I'm I'm very 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 surprised. Of how well this team has finally gelled in the time that this roster's been set to where we're at now after game one. Now the physicality in this series was inevitable, going to be very, very key. 
a very, very key piece in this game and then in this series. It's going to be huge, absolutely huge. But the big question mark I have is can the fish keep the physicality and not cost penalties? Tonight it was a little bit of that. To Tyev, well, first of all, we'll, we'll, we'll break the whole game down for you here. We're going to break the whole game down here for you guys in just a second. We're going to break it all down. But the problem I have is uh, I don't have that much problem with the ECHL doing this two officiating crew, but they've got to get better. They've got to get better in this whole, you know, seeing the play and seeing the call being made because a lot of missed calls tonight, a lot of, you know, iffy calls at the same time too. The whole Gordy Meyer tripping call, we'll get to that in just a second as well too, but if you were at the game tonight, I want to hear from you. We're going to hear from uh, a, a fan. We're going to hear from a few people here in just a second who were at the bank tank tonight. They're going to give me their opinion. I watched the game from home tonight. Of course, the introduction of Jordan Strack now into the intermission report as well as a pregame show that they now have. It's an interesting development. Uh, I like that. Um uh, I've always liked Strack. Strack and I, you know, butt heads back in the day, but we're still we're good friends. I like this this situation, but there, it, it it's going to be it's it's a work in progress. It's game one. I like what we're seeing out of, out of the staff. I like what we're seeing out of the players and the fans tonight were respectful. I will respect the fans tonight. And uh, by the way, the anthem singer was. Perfect. I don't know who that the lady was that performed it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Gives Abby Carabas a run for her money. It absolutely does. So there's that for you. You can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at all Andy Elford. It is at all Andy Elford as well as on Facebook.com slash all Andy Elford. And welcoming you into the show tonight on this the twenty first day of April 2023 as we are simulcast on Facebook Live as we are also taping tonight on the Spotify Podcast Network. Like I said, you can always be a part of it. So let's break down the game of what we just witnessed that has just gone final at the Huntington Center tonight at the Bank Tank. And it all started off in the first period. And it was all power play goals. And that's one thing I'm going to get to here in just a second about this game too, uh, but but it did start off with the fish getting off to the early lead as Barton getting his first of the season from first of the playoffs from Curdy and Hensick, making it a one nothing fish lead. The fish then cap on the power play, but then Indy not even a few minutes later getting it back on the scoring scoreboard for the first time this playoff season as Bell getting his first of the season from Zella and Weidman. At the 14.57 mark of the first period, tying the game up at one apiece. And that's where it stood all the way until the third period. Back and forth, both teams went into the second. Back and forth passing. And nobody actually making the big effort and pushing the effort. But the Fish does find a way to get the job done into the third period as Gordy Green gets his first of the playoff run from Bliss and to tie up at the 534 mark of the third period. And that was a huge goal. 
an absolutely huge goal to put the fish up two to one, getting some momentum and some stability into this game. So the fish getting a two one lead, and then again on the power play, Brandon Hawkins getting his first of the playoffs from a slap shot right from the faceoff dot, getting that pass and just burying it, absolutely burying it past weeks. And it was a 3-1 lead for the Fish. It then gets chivvy towards the end of the game. A penalty gets called. The Fish go on the power play. And Bliss puts the exclamation mark into the game. His first of the playoffs on the power play from Hawkins and McCord. It's 4-1. That was the final tonight at the Bank Tank. That's why the green lights are lit tonight. It's green for glory for the Walleye. The Walleye I Huge 4-1 win over the Indy Fuel tonight in front of a great crowd of 8,033 in attendance of tonight's game. Toledo, seven power play attempts. They were 4-for-7 on the power play. Indy was 1-for-3 on the power play tonight. They had 34 minutes in penalties. Toledo, a total of 16 minutes in penalties. Toledo out shooting the Indy Fuel in the game by a score of 32 to 19 in the game. Weeks was the loser. He saved 28 of 32 for a save percentage of a point seven nine five. Cosa the win. He stopped a total of 18 and 19 save percentage of a point nine seven five. And the three stars of the game, the number one star, Gordy Green. Uh, Barton, the number two star, and Bliss, the number three star in a game. Like I said, 8,033 in attendance. The game wrapping up at about 9.53 as we are on the air for you tonight at 10.11 here Eastern Standard Time as the Fish, a huge win in the game. Like I said, it was a lot of penalties being called in this game. A lot of power play opportunities for the Fish, and they capitalized on every opportunity that they had to put the puck in the back of the net, and they capitalized four times on the power play, and that's great to see. But we need to see more production in the 5-on-5, five 4-on-4, five, four four, and 3-on-3 three three opportunities that this Fish team has. You can't, you, you by, by charge, they are the best power play team in the regular season. They were the best power play team in the regular season. We're now into the postseason. They're starting to get back into that way again. But the problem is you got to score five on five to win games. You have to. It's not going to be easy on power plays. So we have to be better at that. It's, that's number one. Number two, we do not need to take chinky penalties. Plain and simple. The penalty calls tonight were very, very strong. The officiating, I think the ECHL has really cracked down on the officiating for this series they have absolutely cra- they have just went straight into this power this penalty so- system with a four man referee system. I think it's going to be absolutely you're going to see the chink penalties go away. The cheeky penalties are going to be gone. It's going to be a four referee system. It's going to be clean and I hope to God that they get rid of all the penalties and they need to see what's happening in front of them. Because the officials call a couple penalties tonight in both the walleye and Indies play that were just give-and-take penalties. They were make-up calls in some aspects. Now, the Gordy Meyer penalty that happened in the second period for the tripping call, he was called for a minor on tripping. Clearly, he looked like the fit the player 
was hitting the, the back of the net and lost his stride. And Meyer was then called for the penalty on two minutes for tripping. Luckily, there was no scoring that took place out of that. But it looked on the on the broadcast I was watching, and they showed it on the replay. The player definitely tapped the net, and he lost his edge, and he fell. And Meyer was called for the tripping because that was the closest walleye player to the official. That was what it was. And it was, uh, in my opinion, it was fully a makeup call in some aspects. But you got you got later on to the game, you see more and more of this physicality is going to take place. Now, Wyman's going to be very there, is going to be a hassle. Lang is going to be a very, very big hassle for this, this team. McDougal is going to be a very, very big hassle for this team. Uh, Bellant is going to be a very, very big hassle for this team. And that's what I was talking about in this this game going up uh, up to this series. That you knew the, what Indianapolis was going to be physical, and especially with Rockford not going to be deep in their playoff run, they were going to send players down that were physical, and they have sent those players down, and tonight just proved it. Absolutely proved it. We'll see how the fish handle all this. But it's a huge win for the walleye. You know, it starts off. You need 16 wins to get to the to lift the Kelly Cup. You've got one win. You're 15 more to go. But this is huge. This is absolutely huge. And here's the thing. I was talking to my wife about this. I was talking to my wife about this. The if the fish do take two here at the Huntington Center. Now, if they do, you then go to Indy for three. It's remember, it's a two-three-two situation. Two games at the Huntington Center, game one and two, three, four, and possibly five at the Farmers Coliseum on the fairgrounds. And then they come back for six and seven if necessary. Those two game three three and four, game three and four are Tuesday and Thursday. Now Indy can't fill the barn that much on Tuesday and Thursday without getting like the big deals to bring those crowds in. And, of course, you know, they're getting ready for Speed Week in Indy with the fuel with the Indianapolis 500. A lot of people are going to be focusing on that, not on the hockey side of things. The Pacers aren't in the playoffs, of course. But there's an opportunity that the fans could show up for that, for that series. And that building's a nice building. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice building. But if, we, if they can't fill the building then the fish can absolutely capitalize on it. It's going to be like the Wheeling series all over again from last year when the building was their building was empty. Now the big question mark is how many games is this going to go? Like I said, I have Toledo winning this in six. I think Indy actually gets a game out of this series tomorrow night. I have a feeling they're going to come out strong in this second, this second game. They're going to hit harder. They're going to be stronger and better. And, you know, some of the performances of this game – of this series and of this game, you know, you got you've got to look at you know some of the players that stepped up to the plate. Of course, like I said, those seven players that they brought down from Grand Rapids really helped this program out tonight. That's tonight. Now the veterans have to step up to the plate. You have Meyer step up to the plate. Hawkins having that goal tonight is a great step up. But Court's got to step up to the plate more. You've got to have Ebbing that's got to step up more. I have to say it, 
and I might be criticized right here on this Facebook show. I might be criticized for it, but I do not see why TJ Hensick is on this team. I don't understand why. And I don't want to hear from like Robert Scott and all of you walleye people that are so gung-ho on liking, not showing the, the bad support for the players and bad support for this. But let me ask you a question. McDonald had a better regular season than TJ Hensick. And Hensick makes it because he's a veteran presence. He makes the team because he's a veteran presence. But yet he gets an assist tonight, and I will give him that. I will give him that. He had an assist tonight in the game. I'm looking at really quickly to see what his plus minus is going was tonight. Ensick, a zero, had an assist. He had two minutes of penalties. He had three shots on goal tonight. Is that really going to help this team? I mean, Gordy Green stepped up to the plate tonight. You know, Evans got to step up. Sturts, his physical presence is there. I like it. Curdy, assist tonight, stepped up to the plate. Craig's, he was hitting. He had the puck a couple times. I, I, I just don't know. The veterans have to step up to the plate. That's number two. And number three is goaltending. Kosa did a fantastic job tonight, stopping 18 and 19. You know, and, and the the amount of how good this defense is by doing all the block shots. They made mention of it so many times on the show tonight, on the broadcast tonight, of how many fourth best in the league in the regular season for block shots. It's good to see that, but at the same time, too, your goaltending is stamping up to the plate at the right time, and with the two tandem that they have, a Letman and Kosa, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. So the Fish, a huge win tonight, 4-1. to one. If you are following the other game, and I know I am following it, I am seeing it right now as we speak, we are tied at Heritage Bank Arena. The winner of the Indy Toledo series will play the winner of the Fort Wayne Cincinnati series. Fort Wayne was up three to nothing in this game halfway through the third period, and Cincinnati has just now tied the game at three apiece. So Cincinnati is starting their run again after being down three nothing to the Fort Wayne Comets. With Fever getting two of the three goals, Cooper getting the other. It's been Drusiak getting two in the period, and now the former fish, Matt Barry, getting his to tie the game. Unbelievable. So we'll keep an eye on that for you tonight. Of course, Idaho is up one to nothing, is down one nothing to Utah. A few finals, Greenville, a winner 4 1 over. Jacksonville running a 2-1 win over Maine. And Newfoundland up wins 8-4 over Adirondack as Newfoundland and Adirondack tied at one game apiece. Running up in their series one game to nothing on, on Maine. Uh, Greenville one up on their series. And Utah up one nothing on their series against Idaho here in just 
underway here into the second period. But again, like I mentioned before, the Fish, a huge win tonight by the score of 4-1 to at the Bank Tank tonight. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, you want to, if you were at the game tonight, let me know. How, what is your feeling on how this team looks after the first game of this playoff run? We are one down, 15 to go for the chance to lift the Kelly Cup in the city of Toledo. And this is a huge one. This will be the third. If Toledo gets to the Kelly Cup. Now, that's a huge if. If they get to the Cup Final. That will be their third Cup Final appearance in the last four seasons. And I'm not counting. I'm counting also the 2020-2021 season. So, I'm counting that as well. That is a because Fort Wayne won the series, won the Kelly Cup that year. So, counting that. So they've won it three out of the four years, even though Toledo did not make play that season in 2020. So there's that, the 2020-2021 season. So, so again, your comments, questions, uh, how you feel about after game one, the fish a huge win. Tonight as well. Other news and notes, of course, the Mudhens rained out tonight in Columbus. There will be a doubleheader in that affair tomorrow at Huntington Park. Uh, the Tigers taking on the Baltimore Orioles this this weekend in a huge series for the, for the Tigers coming off of taking two or three from the Guardians this past week. And that game has just gone final. The Orioles, a 2-1 win over the Detroit Tigers in that affair. The Reds falling right now fell tonight to the Pirates by the score of four to two. Guardians and Marlins were washed tonight in Cleveland. So there is that for you. Uh, NHL, by the way, for you tonight on this Friday night edition of All Andy Alford tonight. Three games on the docket tonight. Four games, excuse me, on the docket tonight. Boston, a winner 4-2 over New, uh, Florida. They're now up 2-1 in the series. The Islanders getting a huge win on the aisle with a win 5-1 over the Hurricanes. Carolina still leading that series two games to one. We're just underway in L.A. between the Oilers and Kings. It is 1-0 wild with three minutes and change to go in the first period as that series, both series are tied at one game apiece in the Western Conference for you. And by the way, tomorrow's slate, a huge slate. The Kings are in Winnipeg to battle, excuse me, the Knights are in Winnipeg to battle the Jets, 4 o'clock puck drop for that one. Toronto's in Tampa. Those Both series are tied at one game apiece. 8 o'clock sees the Devils in New York on the Manhattan Island. There you go. Against the Rangers tomorrow, 8 o'clock on ABC. And then the late game, Colorado is in Seattle to battle the Kraken. Kraken's first playoff appearance for that one. So there is all that for you guys tonight as you're listening and watching a special edition of All Andy Alford, the post-game edition for Game 1. And we're going to be doing these now after every walleye postseason game we will have a special edition of the podcast as we will be coming to you from the Man Cave Studios as Game 1 just went final. The Fish, a huge 4-1 win over the Indy Fuel at the Huntington Center tonight. Huge win for the Fish. So your questions, comments, 
right here on Facebook Live as well as on Twitter. You can find us at AllAndyAlfred, at AllAndyAlfred, or on Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlfred for you guys tonight right here on the Facebook Live as well as on the Spotify Podcast Network. A good friend, Mr. West Carr. He is a season ticket holder for the Toledo Wall. He sits right behind the players' bench tonight. And, Wes, good evening to you. You witnessed a great game tonight, the first game of the uh, of the quote-unquote new walleye. And uh, what's your opinion and how you felt about game one tonight? They looked really good. Shake the kid first. I think mainly because we're getting used to the um, Griffins player back. But um, especially uh, in the third, uh, it took off. Did you feel like it got more physical as the game went on, like towards the second and third period? Because I was telling the telling the listeners and the viewers tonight that uh, that it felt like it was as the game went into the second and into the third, it definitely got more physical. There was more checking, and then it was a little chintzy towards the end of the game. Once your tank on that. Oh, uh, uh, definitely. I think I think uh, Indy was wanted to test how how. Much a while he wanted to look fight back, I think. Um, and then when uh, when they fought back, then they just um, we took care of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, uh, I think I don't know if it's just the talk of like you know when they're talking about the roster being soft that the while I wanted to prove something to fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you feel like that Sturge stepped up to the plate in this in this game tonight, becoming more of the enforcer, being 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 the full replacement for Mitchell Hurd, do you think? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Sturge, especially after tonight's game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean you you sat behind the you usually sit behind the the visiting uh opponent's bench, uh, what was their what was their feeling throughout the throughout that second and third period? Were they thinking that that they weren't getting any of the calls? Because it seemed seemed like their head coach was was actually yelling at the referees most of the game. Yeah, it, it seemed it seemed like they felt like they heard his team were wasn't getting any uh, calls for them, but um from my vantage point, they were they were the ones starting it off. So um, that's what happened to this. That, that's the way. You uh, won too much, and then uh, the rest sometimes just uh, ignore you and call that Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did, you, you know, it it was a close game all, all the way up until the third period when you know basically. Like I said, all hell broke loose, and you've got a lot of power play opportunities. Toledo four for seven on the power play tonight. Did you feel like their power play is finally, you know, they were the best power play in the regular season? Do you think, in your opinion, do you think that this team looks exactly like the same power play offense that you saw in the regular season? Yeah. Definitely the one. 
been crisper passing than it has been in the last few weeks. But that was also because you're getting those seven players from Grand Rapids who are just getting inserted into this lineup. And you know, I was telling the telling the viewers and listeners that there's an op that this is like the first time like in a full game setting, a full game setting that everybody's playing together. And like you were mentioning before, it felt like everybody stepped up to the plate because they were it wasn't a soft walleye team. Am I am I correct on that statement? Right, definitely. They were, they were standing up for themselves and pushing back and um, doing its own. I was, I was excited to see that. And how did you feel about Costa's play tonight? Uh, yeah, he, he looked really good as usual. Um, that, I from our seats, the goal that he let through, uh, there's players uh in the way, so I can I didn't even see how how I even got by him. So, All right. I mean, it it, it it looked like it kind of looked like it was a screen play that he just got he got screened. He couldn't see the play, but you know the after that, I mean, he just was in lockdown and just the way that the defense, I think, really stepped up to the plate in this game. You know, with all the block shots that they took, you know. I, I, I really think that they really stepped up to the plate in this game. Yeah, especially there wasn't much activity in, in there um, for, him to, for, for him to do anything either. So he was just hanging back while uh, while I were were on offense there. So what do you what do you, what are you looking forward to for tomorrow's game two? Do you think that's going to be more physicality to this since both teams won't see each other again until Tuesday? Uh, yeah, it'll probably be equal or more, in my, I think, for tomorrow. Um, I think they, they will probably want to get some, try to get some payback on them. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll see how that goes with that. Yeah, and I hope that the you know let uh, I hope that Kosa, I hope Watson will keep Kosa or ride the hot goalie that's getting you through the first round because you know you get those coaches that sometimes will just flip from one goaltender to another goaltender, and then it just doesn't break the chemistry. You have Lentman, who's there, who's going to be good. It's going to be good when Costa needs to break. And But right now, with how good Costa was tonight, I think, and I would tell the viewers and listeners, this is that if Costa keeps right, if, if, if he's hot like this, you got to keep riding him, and you got to keep putting the focus in on him. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But I, I, I totally wouldn't be surprised if they started left him tomorrow. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a that's a strong possibility. We don't know how it's going to shape out. We don't know what tomorrow will bring, but we, we do know is that the fish need 15 more wins to lift the Kelly Cup, and tonight was the big first step. And uh, and, and do you feel like the atmosphere was very very? They were saying most during the broadcast because I was watching the game. They were saying that it was very, very electric in the crowd. Did you feel that what, same way too, Wes? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was, it was loud constantly. It never, it never uh, got quiet in there. Oh, well, that's that's good to see. Especially, especially when the fights were happening. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was, it was electric. Yeah, it's 
it's an electric atmosphere, and you know that's what the Toledo hockey fans wait for all season for their for their playoff run, and hopefully, you know, we we keep this playoff run going as uh, you know as we get deeper and deeper into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right, Wes, can I can I count you in for doing coming back tomorrow night for Game Two's recap? Sure. All right, absolutely. I can't no wait. I can't wait. All right. All right, Wes. Have a good night. Enjoy the enjoy the victory tonight, and uh, go walleye. All right, yeah. All right, no problem. And that was Wes Carr. He's season ticket holder. He sits behind the players' visiting bench. Wes is there with uh, my good friend Phil Bennett, as well as Logan Carr. They all sit together. They sit behind the players, the visiting team's bench. Had a great view from tonight's game. A huge win, a absolute huge win for the Walleye tonight. Go ahead, post your comments, questions right here on All Andy Alford tonight as we are doing the special post-game edition of All Andy Alford for you tonight right here on the Spotify Podcast Network. As we just heard from West. Carr, season ticket holder for the Walleye. He'll be joining us for each of the home games for us right here on the Facebook Live as well as on the Spotify network. We'll have him on the air as we will break down what he witnessed in person of what happened tonight at the Huntington Center. So it's good to have uh, a seeing eye when, you know, I can't be at the Huntington Center tonight, but he is a longtime season ticket holder. It's good to see him in the crowd tonight. Got a chance to watch him in the stands with uh, with with my friend Phil and Logan. They're all season ticket holders that they sit behind the players visiting team players bench. They get a chance to watch the team. And like you mentioned before, the building was electric. It was very very loud. It was absolutely cool to see this team absolutely performing very very well. Tonight, and you know, as we're still on the air with you guys till 11 o'clock tonight, right here on the Facebook Live, as well as on the on the uh, Spotify network, of course. Uh, keeping tabs also right now, as now it has just gone to the end of the third period. We will head to overtime at Heritage Bank Center in. Cincinnati, Ohio, as it is a tie game between the Fort Wayne Comets and the Cincinnati Cyclones. That game has just now gone to the intermission for overtime. As Fort Wayne was leading the game 3 to nothing, the entire game, going into the third period, Cincinnati then puts three unanswered in the span of, uh, in the span of three-minute time period at the 3-10 mark with Andrusiak. Then at 6-11 with uh, Azrak and Juziak, and then Matt Barry getting his first of the playoffs at the 13-07 mark of that period. Three unanswered in the period. Cincinnati and Fort Wayne are now tied at three apiece as the Fish getting a huge 4-1 win tonight against the Indy Fuel. So there is that for you guys tonight, of course. Like I may mention before, the Fish, a huge win. We're going to recap it again for you tonight. The Walleye, a huge win, 4-1. Uh, 
Barton gets the start going goal started for the fish. His first of the season from Curdy and Hensick. It was one nothing fish, and then Indy then capitalized at the fourteen fifty seven mark of the same period as Belzic getting his first of the season from Zadell and Wademan and making it a one one game. It went back and forth in the second period with chance after chance after chance after chance, but nothing could get done. Then we get into the third period, and then they got and it got physical into the second period. We get into the third period, and of course the fish get in capitalizing on power play opportunities that the that Indy was giving them. Gordy Green gets his first of the season from Bliss and Tatayev, making it a two one game, and then Hawkins getting the pass from Tatayev. Tatayev puts the puck on the net. Hawkins gets the rebound, puts it on, and takes a slap shot from the circle and just buries it past Weeks. And it's a, his first of the playoffs, so it's from Hawkins, from Tatayev, and Bliss. It's a 3-1 lead. And then with less than two minutes to play in the game, Bliss gets his first from Hawkins and McCord, and then all hell breaks loose. We get pushing and shoving and fighting happening. Not really a five-minute major. There was not really five-minute majors tonight. No five-minute majors. It was a lot of double roughing, call, double minors for roughing, as well as a lot of hit-and-miss penalty calls in this game. But, you know, uh, Trevor Waldruff and Alex Normanen did a good job with the officiating in some aspects. They gave it here and there. The Indy coach, like Wes was mentioning before, felt like they, they were not getting the breaks that they got tonight in the penalty calls. So, you know, it, it, it was an interest it was an interesting game to say the least. But the fish getting a 4-1 win. They outshot Indy in the game 32-19. Indy was one for three on the power play. Toledo four for seven on the power plates. That's a lot of chili to get out tonight. At the bank tank, as Toledo had 16 minutes in penalties. Indy had 34 minutes in penalties in the game. And Toledo had four goals with eight assists. They had 12 points in total. And Indy had one goal, two assists for just three points in their game tonight. And like I said, 8,033 in attendance at the bank tank tonight. Gordy Green, the number one star. Barton, the number two star. And Bliss, the number three star. Gordy Green tonight, by the way, a th- uh, uh, let's see here. Green, a great night. He had three shots on goal, one goal, which was the eventual game winner tonight, getting the number one star. And like I mentioned before, Costa stopping 18 of 19 in the game, save percentage of a point, 975. It was Weeks stopping 28 of 32. A huge save percentage tonight for him. A save percentage of point seven nine five in his outing tonight. So the fish, a huge win tonight at the Huntington Center tonight. So a huge win for the fish tonight as other scores from around the East Coast League. Newfoundland an eight four win over Adirondack was running a winner two to one over Maine. Greenville a four one win over Jacksonville. And it was, like I said, we're going into overtime in Cincinnati. Cincinnati and Fort Wayne tied at three apiece. We'll head to overtime in that one. And then right now with 2.53 to go in the second period, Utah is up one to nothing on the Idaho Steelheads 
right now. So that's huge. Idaho down in the series one game to nothing. Idaho, the defending Bramble, now the 2023 Bramble Cup champions. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. It's that, that series is going to be very, very interesting to watch. And if you're a walleye fan, and I may mention that I will make mention of this again. I have Toledo winning this series in six games. I could see this fish team. If the fish win tonight, they won tonight. If they win tomorrow, up 2-0, going to Indianapolis, Tuesday and Thursday are game three and four. They're not going to sell that building out. It's going to be another wheeling series. They're not going to sell that building out in Indianapolis. So could that be a favor for the fish? It could be. It absolutely could be. But we shall see. By the way, for the Cincinnati-Fort Wayne game, Cincinnati has 39 shots on net. Fort Wayne has 32 shots on net. Cincinnati is 2-for-7 on the power play. Fort Wayne is 0-for-6 in their power plays. 0-for-6. Unbelievable. By the way, tomorrow's slate, Saturday's slate of games around the East Coast Hockey League are as follows. Newfoundland is in Adirondack for game, for game four. Florida is taking on South Carolina in game one of their series. Maine is in Reading. Indy takes on Toledo, 7-15. Standing room only. Left for that one. And then Fort Wayne is in Cincinnati for that big series for game two in that one. If you have any questions, comments, you were at the Bank Tank tonight, feel free to post them right here on all Andy Alford's Facebook Live page as well as on the face on our Twitter account, which is at all Andy Alford. It is at all Andy Alford as well. So there is that for you tonight right here on the podcast now on the Spotify podcast network as well. So there's that for you. Got to make mention really quickly, of course, like I said, the NA, I did the NHL as well as the baseball scores from around the league, of course. Got to give, give this note as well, too. The Cavaliers are down to the uh, Knicks right now at 341 to go in the fourth quarter. They're down 96 to 70. In that series is tied at one game apiece. The Nuggets are up 61 to 55 on the Timberwolves at halftime. Atlanta, a huge win tonight on the hard court, 130 to 122 over the Boston Celtics in that affair. Uh, as well as, got to make mention of this really quickly, as the LPGA is in full swing as the Chevron Championship week, the first championship. The first major championship is Alin Kim is up at eight under par. Megan Kang and Lee Vu is tied at for second at seven under par. Tevedica at six under par. Nelly Corda is tied at fourth at six under par as well, too. Kopas is at five under par with Brooke Henderson, who is five under par as well, too. And Lang is at five under par, too. And Chen is at five under par, too. Celine Bautier is at four under par. And Cordis Masson at 400 par as well too. Cheyenne Knight, Allen Ewing, Ha Joe Kim, as well as Venezuela, as well at four under par. Dewey Weber is at three under par. Dreyberg is at three under par. 
Uh, Henjin Choi is at three under par. Weaver Wright is at three under par, tied for 17th as well, too. Mira Alex is tied for 17th. Chella Choi, three under par as well, too, tied for 17th. Jessica Corder tied for 26th at two under par with Danielle Kang. And Amari uh, Avery at two under par. Andrea Lee at two under par. Amy Yang, two under par as well, too. Nasa Hadakoa at two under par as well, too, tied for 26th. Carolyn Segunda is at two under par. They play. They suspended play today because of weather as well as losing daylight. So a lot of them, a lot of the morning group, the afternoon groups did not finish. So they will finish tomorrow. The projected cut line is at one over par. Uh, some players that are on the cut line that are going to probably finish up tomorrow. Lexi Thompson's at two over par. She's at sixteen. Uh, Sarah Schwartzel is at two over par. She's at. Hole number set at hole number eight. There she's on the out looking in. Players that did not make the cut. Lydia Ko does not make the cut at three over par. She's at six. She's at hole sixteen. So she'll try to finish up tomorrow. Uh, Paula Delacour three over par at thirteen. She'll try to finish up tomorrow as well. Stacey Lewis four over par. Tie for ninety first at. At hole 17, she's going to try to finish tomorrow as well. Hannah Green is eliminated. Yukasaso, five over par. She is eliminated from the tournament. Jennifer Cupcho, six over par, eliminated as well. So the Chevron Championship taking place at the Woodlands in Texas. Uh, hopefully the, with Alan Kim at eight under par, with around a seven under par in the second round. Today, a lot of them will finish up tomorrow as play was suspended due to darkness as well as weather. So there is that for you. But the fish, a huge, but the big story tonight, of course, is that the walleye, a huge win over the Indy Fuel by a score of four to one. As the fish, a huge win. Final, final call for comments and questions right here on All Andy Elford tonight as we will get you set up for game two tomorrow night as the fish. Get a huge opportunity to take a 2-0 series lead tomorrow night. 7-15 puck drop for that one. You could catch it on BCSN as well as on Fox 1230. The Gambler, Matt Melzak, on the call with that one. He'll have Jordan Strack, who is the uh, pregame and intermission host for the for the show. And I do like this whole Jordan Strack situation uh, but I feel like they've incorporated it a little too little too late. I do like what's happening with him, but and I do like that the Wally are incorporating him. I I I think if he gets into the broadcast booth with Melzak, I think that would be in games three and four and possibly five. I can see him traveling with the team to for these early early series with Indianapolis as well as Cincinnati or or Fort Wayne. I could see him traveling with the team with that regard, but it, it, it'll be interesting. But the Fish, a huge win tonight, a 4-1 win. We're getting ready for the overtime period in Cincinnati as Fort Wayne led the game 3-0 going into the third period, and then Cincinnati rallied back with two goals from Azdrek, uh, excuse me, Azdru from two goals from Azdruziak, and then Matt Berry getting the Tying goal at the 13.07 mark of the period. The fit, the Cyclones and the Comets tied at three going in to overtime 
as we speak right now. You can listen to the game also on the on the uh on the ECHL app as well. So there's that. Uh, you can also listen to the have the I believe the Fort Wayne broadcast on iHeartRadio. So if you have the iHeartRadio app, because if you're listening to the Wall Eye Games, you can always turn on the iHeartRadio app too. I think it's Wobo like eleven hundred out of Fort Wayne for that one. So yeah, they've just started in Cincinnati for that game. And by the way, they're done through forty minutes in Idaho, and Utah is still up one to nothing on the Idaho Steelheads. That's a huge series too because I look at it this way. If Toledo gets the job done against Indianapolis, which I think they will, game I think Toledo in six. If Fort Wayne does beat Cincinnati and Toledo plays Fort Wayne in the series, I'm gonna take Cincinnati, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Toledo to beat Fort Wayne, which sets up if Utah beats Idaho in this first round. And it's a huge, a huge opportunity for the fish. An absolutely huge opportunity. But, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. We'll see how it all shakes out. And uh, we'll see how it all shakes out tomorrow night. 7.15 puck drop at the Bank Tanks. Standing room tickets only available for the game. They have the first 1,500 through the doors. Get a rally towel as well as light sticks as well. So there is that for you guys tonight. Um, that's going to really wrap it up for the program. I'm going to go upstairs and listen to the rest of the Fort Wayne-Cincinnati game. Or I'll probably stay here in the office and listen to the rest of the game here for you tonight. Actually, I'll see if I can pull it up and we can listen to it together really quickly. So I will pull up. The broadcast really quickly here for Cincinnati. Here it is. I will pull up the broadcasters from Cincinnati. So here's the broadcast from the Cincinnati Cyclones. We're listening live to the game in overtime. Cincinnati versus Fort Wayne right here on All Andy Alford. Force a turnover, and Polino sees a pass go beyond his reach, so icing called. Second time in the OT period that we get icing. So important for the Cyclones to look and get this game back, because again, the momentum shift of having that 3-0 lead evaporate for the Comets. But also, you don't want to give this team that, that satisfaction. You know, we've seen it. Uh, a number of four seeds beating one seeds in game one across the ECHL playoffs early on. The Cyclones don't want to be that team, and on top of it, you, you just never want to be in a hole. If you can prevent it, try to do so. Here's Polino, playoff overtime a year ago. He dances in. Shoots Sam. Haranto makes the stick save. Now it's down low for Lapide. Out in front, bounces over Barry and Polino. Petrozelli with it. And he'll blast it to center ice. It goes through Cairns. Oh, and they're going to call that icing. And, yeah, Comets cannot believe that one. As it looks like it may have glanced through Cairns. Four Wayne has not gotten the better end in these last 20 minutes or so. Uh, when you include the third period and onward. But, again, a lot of that is...
shooting yourself in the foot. Fort Wayne had the most penalty minutes of any team in the regular season. 1,450. Cyclones had the fourth most. They're still 200 back of the Comets. They talked about the need for good goaltending. They've had it tonight. No question Peronto's been good. No question Warm has been solid. Warm has been perfect thus far. Cyclones win a draw. They're captain on the ice. A shot and they score! Caparuso in overtime! And the Cyclones come all the way back! And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, from 3-0... Cincinnati comes all the way back for a 4-3 win tonight at Heritage Bank. That series for real, folks. What that win! What a moment! And the historic Cyclone season extends into the playoffs. A 3-0 deficit after 40 minutes. And the Cyclones pick up a 4-3 win. Unbelievable. And that's just how it goes. And the Cyclones players are as revved up as this crowd. Andrusiak fired Andrusiak. up. Bringing the crowd to their feet. Louis Caparuso. What a game for him. He didn't get a great night of sleep. Struggling to stay asleep. He's got a child on the way. He has two little ones at home. He perseveres and gets the OT winner. What a moment for Louis Caparuso. What a moment for the Cincinnati Cyclones. Again, history continues to be made here in downtown Cincinnati. Downtown Cincinnati is rocking now as the Cyclones come all the way back from being down 3 nothing to win in overtime. 4-3 to tonight as Caparuso gets the game winner. You just heard it here on All Andy Elford tonight right here on the Facebook Live show as well as on the Spotify Network. So, again, both teams back at it tomorrow night. Fort Wayne in Cincinnati and Toledo will take on Indy. Those two will face off the winner of that series. Will be either Toledo versus Fort Wayne or Toledo versus Cincinnati. Or will it be Indy versus Fort Wayne or Indy versus Cincinnati. We'll see how it all shakes out for you. We'll have another edition of our special post-game edition. Share this show. Share the network. We want to get more and more fans on the air with you guys tomorrow night for Game 2's edition of the post-game edition of All Andy Elford as, as they fish a huge 4-1 win tonight over the, over the Indianapolis Fuel. So until I talk to you guys tomorrow night, this is Andy Elford saying I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you root for at home, and to my teams, go Walleye! Get the job done against the Fuel. And to the Tigers, the Reds, the Guardians, and to your team that you root for at home, victory is sweetest. When you have tasted defeat, have a great evening, everybody. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night for another edition of All Andy Over, our post-game edition.
as it's our fish and our fight. Have a good night, everybody. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network right here on Spotify. You have listened to the show on the plethora of platforms, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker. However you listen to the show, and whenever you listen to the show, thank you so much for tuning into the show. As always, you can follow our show on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred, as well as Facebook.com. All, all sports lines are provided by Barstool Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit GamblingCenter.com. The podcasts are recorded right here on Spotify.